Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to our sixth and very special episode of QuickBooks Labs. QuickBooks Labs is a fortnightly vodcast designed to be the place to learn all about QuickBooks and the weird and wonderful world that that comes along. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Patrick, a chartered accountant, QuickBooks certified UK trainer, and owner of a county firm called Boffix. And with me is the one and only co-host of Ash. How are you doing, Ash? Uh, great, thanks, Aaron. Yeah, I'm Ash, a bookkeeper slash accountant slash app developer slash uh, fence painter, and <laughs> um, yeah, I'm also behind uh, Net Tracker. Yeah, so thanks, uh, Aaron. So, uh, what we're we doing today? So today, let's first of all just explain to everyone exactly how this works. So it's um, we go to live to the nation four o'clock every Tuesday. Well, maybe every Tuesday. We're thinking about next week is changing up a little bit more on that later. But we go live to the nation every fortnight on a on a trying to keep it on the same sort of time scale. Um, but that's not the only time to get in to listen to us. You have the opportunity to listen to us via podcast services around the globe as well. So if you're not listen to us live like the beautiful people that we've got in the chat at the moment so if you are in make sure you use that chat box to come in and ask us any questions as you go along but you have the opportunity to listen via podcast or listen live either way we're here to answer your questions so if you do have any burning questions don't forget to use that comment section just in whatever platform you're using and also if you do have questions that you want for this next week's show then don't forget to drop us a message on facebook with that then, um, Ash, what's the agenda for today's show? So for today, we've well, got a little bit of news to uh, get into and we'll look at a couple of new uh, features that have come uh, into QuickBooks Online. We'll discuss a little bit about some of the features that are already in there as well. Um, and we've also, we'll introduce him uh, in a moment, we've got Johan Gori um, uh, is going to join in with the conversation uh, as well, just a you know, keep it nice and lively and so people are just not fed up listening to our voices and get something else involved too. Brilliant with that. Shall we get our special guest on then? Yeah, let's bring him on. Hello, Ooh. how are you doing, John? Yeah, good, thanks, Aaron. How are you? Good, thank you. Good, thank you. How's it up there in Scotland? Overcast but dry. So oh. make the change from week's overcast and wet <laughs> Actually, I, thought just before, I thought just before we get started with the, the news uh, uh johan just want to introduce yourself a little bit just tell us uh, you know just you know just in a minute a little bit of, you know about you where you're from and uh, what you sort of do well, we've got a bit of lag there a little bit he'll be back Maybe back. It's probably okay. because all the way from Scotland, you see. There's that extra bit of time it's got to get to and from, <laughs> if that's what it is. You there, Joanne? No. All right, okay. Oh, no. Hello, oh, sorry. <laughs> there we are, perfect. It caught up in the end, no problem. Do you want to do a bit of intro introduction for yourself? Yeah, so my name's Johan. I'm the managing director of an accounting firm called JGBC. We are based in Scotland, but our team is dotted across the UK, all working from home prior to COVID-19. So I feel I'm a bit of a trendsetter. Um, now everyone's caught up and copied me. Um, 
we look after clients from conception of their ideas all the way through to wherever they take their business journey. But the most of our clients are very small startup businesses um, that are wanting financial understanding to their finances and businesses um, from day one rather than a couple of years later after they've been trading and now don't know where they've got up to with it all. Cool. Excellent. And you're a fellow ass expert um, panelist as well, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. I am uh, slowly catching up with your episode count. Um, yeah, been doing that since uh, March and really enjoy those sessions. Lots of great questions come in and keep you fresh and alert at half eight in the morning when you're not quite finished your first coffee. Perfect. Perfect. So shall we jump straight into the news, Anash? Yep, yeah, uh, so we're our news for today. So we're going to take a look at um, some of the new features. We're going to come uh, uh, into look at the month end and the tags uh, uh, in a moment. Um, just sort of looking back at you know some of the, the features that were in there. Um, I suppose without sort of uh, looking at some of the, the notes that I have here, you know, with the okay, let's talk about the cash flow planner that was introduced. Um, I guess was that about two months ago now? That's right. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, I'll, start, I'll start with you, Aaron. Uh, are you using it much yourself yet? Have you had a good play around with it since it's been uh, implemented? Yeah, we, we definitely have. I mean, for hours, it's just more of that idea, especially through COVID, of just giving that opportunity for clients to have a look and have a prediction of what their cash flow is going to be. Now, I know we've said enough times on here that. From a feature point of view, there's definitely better solutions out there. There's definitely better ways in which you can kind of predict your cash flow and you can look at it in much more detail. But the fact that it's in product and literally all you've got to do is turn it on and then let it do the predictions for you has actually been really, really useful. But it's interesting, isn't it, how everyone else kind of, how the perceptions have been, shall I say, and what, what kind of it's um, or, or what people have seen of it going forward. Yeah, what about you, Johan? Are you, are you uh, using it much yet? or um, As a firm, we're not because we use Float. Um, and that's a, just a more powerful tool for us to use. And it's been something we've been using for about a good year and a half now. So and it's built into our, built into us. Uh, no financial decisions get made in my firm without it going through Float first. But like Aaron was saying, it's a it's a starting point, and it's been a really good conversation starter with clients who, at this time, have really you know they've come across this concept of cash flow, and actually, what we've been talking to them about for the last couple of years isn't just accounting rubbish. It isn't just an add-on sale. It's really important that they understand it. So the fact they've got this tool built into QuickBooks that they can use to do that and start as an introduction to cash flow and get ideas and start playing around with things without breaking anything. I think it's a great starting point for everyone to start a conversation with. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I was, and I'll put my hand up a little bit dismissive about <laughs> the cash flow tool uh, when it came in. But I think, um, you know, the thing is, there's a few things with it. It's free. It doesn't cost you any more. Um, you don't actually create any transactions off of the back of it. And like you've mentioned, Joanne, it is a conversation starter. There's even just to get people to think 
about their cash flow and what may be coming in. And then if they need something a little bit more advanced, you know, that's perhaps do they need to look at having an app or something uh, else? And I think it will vary from the business to business as whether it's a, a small one-man band, they might be able to rely purely on what's already in QuickBooks. If they're a larger organisation, they might want something else, might they? Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting as well, isn't it, with this? that It's forced people to consider their banking connection because the only way that it works is by having the open banking all set up and all working. And I think it's kind of forced people to go and actually thinking about what the issues are because a lot of people are still struggling aren't they in migrating to open banking and well, i'll say a lot but there are there's a number of people out there that aren't actually been able to make open banking work for them so i think this is kind of highlighted where people have kind of maybe before just not really seen it as an issue or they've just quietly been going about just uploading their bank statements and everything else but we have seen more of a, a push now that everyone wants to try and get themselves into some form of open banking and i think that's where the feedback is coming in terms of like people are struggling to, or there are people out there who are struggling with certain bank connections to get connected and everything else. So it's interesting to see that kind of that's been something that's come out of there as a, as a positive, well, as a, a talking point, if you like, in terms of what people have got or, or issues that people have had with QuickBooks themselves. Yeah. I think that the whole open banking um, has been a bit more painful than I think we were hoping it was going to be to begin with. I think it was uh, thought of as a sort of a, almost like a little magic wand that was going to make the bank fees easier than what they were before. Um, but I think it's actually been the other way around because, um, you know, not everyone seems to have been caught up at the same time. I mean, uh, Johan, has it affected a lot of your clients, the whole open banking switch? Um, it's affected a few, yeah. And, but what's been really interesting is like things like the cash flow tool. That now it's been introduced and it only works with a lot open banking feed. Is it adds more value to clients up until now? Well, you know, I'll keep uploading the bank statements. It's fine. Well, I'll send them to you. You can upload them. It's fine. Um, you know, I don't need my data live every day. It's not an issue. But oh, that's a really nice tool. I can't use it because I've not got open banking. So actually, tools like Cashflow is adding value to the open banking proposition, and it helps justify the switch a bit more. To um, so we've actually got clients that have actively moved away from banks that have been a bit slower and a bit of a more old school, and moved to more modern banking because they want that open banking, and they're fed up waiting for their smaller bank to deliver it. Um, so yeah, and I think that's interesting. Yeah, as we add more tools that are reliant on open banking, it adds more value to open banking. It encourages the uptake of open banking or the switch to a, a, a better open banking facilitator uh, for the client, which can only be a good thing for us. Yeah, that is interesting. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I'm just looking through some of the notes. That the you know, the 90 day reauth, you know, rethought, uh, reauthentication uh, has been a bit of a, a feedback issue. But I, mean, I don't actually see that as personally. I don't see that as a as a huge issue having to reconnect every 90 days. I mean, Aaron, is it? I mean, what do you? What's your take on that? Well, I mean, we've never had it as an issue, and I think it's not. It's not. It's not a QuickBooks issue either, is it? It's part of the the new open banking rules and regulations. So it's not something that 
QuickBooks has implemented because yeah. they wanted to, they've implemented because they've had to, and that's the only way we can make the connection now. But actually for us, 90 days is probably that perfect time anyway, because it's normally falls in line with them trying to get their VAT return sorted out and, and update and everything else. So we've never really seen it as a problem. And if anything, it just gives us that one extra bit of just having a reach out to certain clients we may not talk to for a month at an end, but actually gives us an opportunity just to reach out and say, hey, your bank account needs reconnected if you can do and, you know, anything else that we can help you with, just let us know. And so for us, it was actually quite okay because it just gave us another reason to have a chat. What about yourself, you know, and have you got anything that's... Uh, that, that, yeah, you know? I just say it's a conversation starter, isn't it? Just it's another reason to have that interaction with your customer. And, Hi, can you, you know, can you update your bank connection? How's everything going? Um, it's... A great conversation starter and the clients that have had most issues with that 90-day thing i won't point my finger at the client or quickbooks i'd say it's the bank and the way they've set it up so i bank with starling and i know the 90-day thing takes me 30 seconds it's quick mm -hmm. paint simple i know that clients that's bank with say santander it's probably a couple of minutes because there's a bit of backwards and forwards in with authorization codes through text messages. But there are people out there that need to go and dig out the card reader. They need to remember the pin for that card reader. They need to find the card for the card reader. It's a bit more of a laborious task. So I can understand the frustrations from that, but I think the frustration is directed towards the wrong people. I think it needs to be directed towards the bank provider to use a more modern facility, potentially. Um, so yeah, it's... It's just understanding, isn't it? What's causing that frustration? Right, and you see on social media a lot that is pointed to right directly at the accounting software providers when all they're doing is providing a connection to your bank. Um, yeah, no, that's a very good. Yeah, that's a very good point because it is at the end of the day, it's down to how the bank have actually allowed that integration to take place. Whether they need to go through lots of multi. Uh, factor auth authentications to get the data, or whether it can be one that's fairly simple. But yeah, so yeah, definitely. And and it also it comes back to that whole the older banks are going through the archaic system. They're all built on old old technology and everything else. Where the new challenger banks have got the more easier to adapt. They've got APIs already built in. They've got everything kind of ready for the integration. So you kind of see why the new challenger banks have had it so much easier with the connection. Whereas your kind of old traditional high street banks, they're still playing catch up a little bit, aren't they, in terms of features and opportunities and everything else. So I think it would, I think it's going to be a good thing when the banks do kind of take ownership and when they do have the ability to give this data. And we were given kind of opportunities as well of seeing what we're going to get out of it. So I don't know if you remember back at QuickBooks Connect, and it was a long, long, long time ago now because it feels like anything past or before March was a a decade or so ago but if you remember they were talking about all the little sweeties we're going to get for open banking so the ability to get bank statements coming directly in and all that so the future should be pretty positive when we get there it's just i think we just got to have a bit of patience really and let the banks do the catch up and then when we're finally there we'll get the bank statements we'll get payments as well that's still something that hopefully is still on the radar and still on its way so yeah it should be pretty good when it comes here 
Yeah, those auto statements would be really nice. I mean, I can really appreciate that as the accountant doing the year-end stuff. If you're in your accounting software and you can see the previous reconciliation and there's a little icon that says download or retrieve the PDF statement from your bank, I mean, that's nice. Because without you know, because you just want to see what does the bank statement look like at the end of the year without asking the client for it. And I know that they have got that in. The, I think they've got that in the US or Canada. I've seen it come back on through one of the Facebook feeds, uh, only with certain banks. But I know that's that's there, and that is that's really good. Definitely, definitely. Okay, shall we go on to the next topic then? So I've got two topics to talk about. Um, first one, really quick and easy, and. I don't have an answer for it, but it's it's happened. Um, Performance Centre is still missing. So if you remember back to two weeks ago, I did a, a little live demonstration of Performance Centre, and on that particular day was the day where it just suddenly disappeared from our files. Um, <laughs> and since then, it's never returned. So thoughts of if it's ever coming back? I don't know. Ash, any ideas? I have absolutely no idea. Um I know we had a bit of chat about this the other day and uh, it makes you wonder, should we have actually received it in the first place? Um, is it something that's um, being saved for uh, advanced versions or whether it's something that's been just should have been saved for you know, a later date? Um, I don't know. Where, did you get a chance to sort of play around with it, uh, Johan, before it sort of disappeared yeah i got a chance to play around with it i made a loom video and i sent it to all my team who all said i'm absolutely mad because there's a feature i've done a video on that doesn't exist um i did promise them i hadn't dreamt of it it was true it was there um but i also happened to have seen that it's in america so i've seen it so i think it's coming uh whether it got released to us a bit early um or it got released and they found a problem and they've taken it away again ready to release it again in the future i don't know um but again it was a you know i was looking at it thinking this is going to be a great conversation starter for all those clients that struggle with lists of numbers to put it into pie charts and graphs it just makes life so much easier for them to see their trends and see the splits and uh, proportions and stuff and ratios. Um, so it's a much needed report that makes for business owners who aren't as number, uh, easy to read numbers as we might be, to see and understand what's going on in their business. So I think it's much needed and hopefully it'll come back soon. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, there was still kind of, it, it felt like there were still bits that were kind of missing from it, but it was definitely something that when, or what for the few days it was live, it was actually a really useful feature that we were quite quite excited about kind of playing with a little bit further and seeing kind of how we can push it and all that sort of stuff. But that's that's unfortunately it, isn't it? It's, uh, it's, it's no more at this point in time. And we've had no news on it either, which is strange, because I was even by my BDM. So for anyone outside of the accounting side of things, your BDM is the person who basically looks after you from QuickBooks. Um, and he phoned me on the day of it being released, telling me that it's live, why you should be excited for it and everything else. So they were definitely internally kind of promoting it and pushing it. And then suddenly it just disappeared. So we'll see. Hopefully it'll be back at some point and hopefully not behind a paywall. Hopefully it's something that 
we'll all get kind of our opportunity to have hands on and play around with. Um, My next bit of news topic that came through was just a kind of reassurance, really. Um, Basically, with the summer update now out in the wild and people now being able to play around with it. So we're talking about the IZETL integration, we're talking about CIS and the payroll and everything else that went with it. Um, it coincided with the news from HMRC about their plans to continue with their push for making tax digital and the fact that making tax digital is definitely going to be going ahead and the timeframes have already kind of been set. So we're looking at not this April, but the April after. Um, with that being said, QuickBooks has reiterated the fact that they're definitely, definitely um, committed to kind of providing um, uh, providing the actual uh, we've just lost Joanne, uh, providing the um, the connection going forward. So that's a positive, isn't it? The fact that we have the opportunity there um, to have making tax digital. And, and the fact, you know, we we knew it was going to, well, we, we kind of assumed that QuickBooks was going to be there, but actually them saying that they're definitely, you know, looking into it, they're going to be ready for it like they were for that is only a positive thing, isn't it, Ash? Definitely. I mean, I've I've sort of well not seen this coming, but as in I've known you know someone from Intuit told me that it was coming, but um, I've just had in my mind yeah, actually for almost since day one of actually becoming a um, a QuickBooks trainer that more and more stuff like this is going to be in product, you know, tax returns. Um, being that one of the the main you know features, especially uh, self assessment tax returns, and I've always thought that um, you know without not sort of saying the um, you know work is being taken away from the accountant um, because an accountant still usually uh, will, will assist their client in reviewing their VAT return, for example, to make sure all the VAT figures are correct. Uh, quite often that's required, uh, but it'd be the same when it comes to doing their personal tax. Okay, all of the data is already in QuickBooks, um, and they'll probably submit their tax return uh, from QuickBooks for the making tax digital. Um, but you're still going to need the accountant to make sure the boxes are in the right place. That's the important thing. Uh, so yeah, I think it's you know I think it's great. Um, you know uh, the whole. Um, you know, quarterly submissions. And, yeah, you know, um, I would imagine uh, that, you know, this is going to sort of not just be the, the self-assessment, but going to be the corporation tax. Will it mean, you know, um, perhaps in, let's say, five years' time, will we be paying our taxes quarterly as well as our VAT? What do you think? I think the writing's on the wall for that one, unfortunately. Um, and I think it's aimed more at like your rental properties and your rental landlords and those sort of small businesses is what they're really aiming at in terms of the idea of going quarterly. Um, yeah, and what, what's your kind of take on it all on making tax digital and the fact that, you know, QuickBooks is committed behind it? And what do you think it's going to be quarterly as well? Payment-wise? Payment-wise, I think it will be. I think... I don't see the point of filing quarterly returns because um, HMRC's big argument, a uh, big justification for this is it'll help you budget, it'll help you, you know, the same reason they brought in this payment on account 
malarkey, that it helps you make tax more affordable. Um, so I think it makes sense that we'll go quarterly in the same regards we are VAT return wise. Um, do I, you know, and I, I think it is a positive for many people because the amount of people you still talk to today who, oh, I've not got enough money put to one side for my tax bill. So if they've got quarterly returns going through, hopefully that will help people budget better and not get into tax arrears, but we'll see. Yeah, we will. We will. It's, I mean, it's interesting times, isn't it? I think, you know, there was a big fear for making tax digital for the VAT side of things. I think that was uh, justifiable to a point because there was a lot of people who needed to make that jump and move into some sort of digital software. Um, but I think this next jump is going to be even more of a barrier of entry for people because there'll be people who said they're just they're just rental properties. They've just got this one house or summer house or whatever it's going to be. And normally they have to worry about it once a year, stick on a tax return and job done. Now they're going to have to consider, you know, quarterly returns or however that's going to be put through. So it is going to be an interesting one. I think it's going to be something that, you know, it's going to really shake up the account, uh, the account system going forward. So, but, you know, that's, you know, that's why we're here to kind of train and help and assist and try and make it as smooth as possible with the help of the software that's there. So, you know, let's bring it on. Yeah. And I think we've learned a lot already from making tax digital, you know, like we now know how VAT works with MTD. So the next stage will be getting everyone who's VAT registered onto MTD. But I chatted to my team the other day and we're not we're not phased by that at all. We know how it works and we can actually start today onboarding people onto that. That's fine. And thirty percent of businesses that don't need to be MTD ready yet are MTD ready. So there's already good headway there. And I think because that's going to be as simple as it will be, it gives us more time to put resources and effort into supporting the self-employed side of things. Definitely, definitely put. Uh, Ash, is there any news on CIS? Well, we know that um, the feature was uh, updated um, last month, um, a release you know, to be able to submit your CIS tax returns uh, directly online. Um, but unfortunately, um, there's been a little error there with the way that the values are being reported in HMRC. So temporarily, uh, Intuit have disabled that function to submit those CIS returns until they sort of get it corrected. And, and then hopefully uh, we'll... Yeah, we'll be able to enjoy that instant, you know, filing just the way that we can file our VAT returns. It is a bit of a shame because, you know, I'm looking forward to having that feature. I don't need it personally, but um, I know I've been looking forward to having it there um, uh, for some time, and I can see the benefits. You know, the time savings, you know, going to be off the planet once it's once it's there for a lot of people. But you know. Obviously, the figures need to be correct, so that's a, a little bit of a shame uh, on that one. But and hopefully, it won't take too long to get it sorted. But you know, there's some bigger cogs uh, to turn around in the uh, Intuit world, so these things aren't always a five-minute fix, even though we think that they, they perhaps should be. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And it's going to be one of those as well, isn't it? Where you know, I think a lot of people are already got their own way of doing things. Um, so a lot of people probably just using HMRC's portal for now to make the filing. But I think when they see 
as you already said, the timing and the savings that can be done, I think we're definitely going to see quite a quite a push towards utilizing it when it's back up and running before. Because you know, having it all there just it just makes sense, doesn't it? And having reconciliations done and everything else that goes with it just makes sense having it all in product. So I don't know about you, Johan. Have you are you are you looking to use it when it comes into play, or are you kind of going to wait for all the bugs to be sorted out before you jump on it? I think we'll let some people do some beta testing first, um, <laughs> just because of that time requirement of if it doesn't go to HMRC right, the time requirement and talk to HMRC, especially at the moment, HMRC is so struggling with their phone lines um, that it's just one less hassle we need. And actually, for the five, 10 minutes it takes to sit and plug it into the HMRC portal, we'll do that for now. Um, but, the ability to save that five ten minutes of time in the long run that's going to be huge and so yeah once we know, once we're confident it's up and running we'll be we'll be there using it brilliant cool so uh, what we're going to do next then aaron are you going to take us through a little look at the month thing feature that well was i wonder are, are you in a position to do tags first because i think tags. I, might Okay, yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, I think that'd be a better conversation that moves into it. So what we're going to no. do now is we're going to look at the tag section. So, Ash, when you're ready, let me know, and we'll uh, get your screen up, uh, get your thing up on screen. Uh, I'm ready. Brilliant. You press the share screen uh, Yes, it does help if I press share screen, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you'd have thought by now to figure out how this yeah. works, wouldn't you? <laughs> um, you? You would have thought I'd have understood um, <laughs> the amount of different sharing platforms have to go in. But usually there's a button that says share screen. All right. Okay. Here is my QuickBooks screen. And before I do anything else, uh, sometimes this works a little bit slowly for some reason um, when I'm connected, but hopefully we won't have too much of a lag. So we're going to talk a little bit here about using tags, which is uh, a new feature within QuickBooks. But before you can use tags, uh, at the moment, you have to enable them from within QuickBooks Labs, another great name. Um, under your company, we've got QuickBooks Labs in there. You'll see within here, there are often sort of new features on the way. I'm going to check to make sure nothing else new has popped up since I last looked in here. Um, and the community reports we talked about last week. But what we're interested in here is tags, which I've switched on. And there is, while I'm here, um, this QuickBooks themes. Um, it enables you to change the way that your screen looks from normally a sort of a a light gray background to a dark background which um i personally don't like but um it's there maybe if you work uh yeah, in the dark and you don't want too much screen glare it might be useful to you uh once turned on uh, you can uh, change the way that it sort of looks on your screens uh, using that themes option but let me concentrate on these tags so tags are very similar in a sense to using classes and locations. And if I were to create a transaction, with them switched on, and I'm going to tell you uh, how they get set up in a second. With them switched on, you'll see these additional fields appear. 
could be my screen is a little bit slow. There we go. Nice. So I've got this tags option there. So how do I get those tags to appear? How can I start using them? Well, as I've just done first, I can switch on those tags or the ability to use tags from within um, at QuickBooks Labs. I've got this option here to manage tags. There's a little blue link. But what you'll find is that once you've actually switched on tagging, then you get an additional sort of sub-menu within banking. So you've got banking, I've got tags within there. So let me go into tags. Now tags is a little bit like classes, but there are some uh, little subtle differences as well. So I can create new tags. Now, I scroll down a little bit, you can see I've got two tag groups. So what you need to do is first of all, select like a group and I've got one, well, I've got two there. I've got one for properties, one for sales team. Um, I could create another group, here's a new button, tag group. Uh, let's just call it advertising. And save. So I've got my group. So now you can see if I just towards the bottom, I've got an additional group in there. And I could have a, a tag within that group, which could be CEO costs. And I could add that as a tag, for example. I can click done there. So within my different tagging groups, I've got additional uh, tags. And I suppose the beauty of this is that, you know, I may only ever want one account category within QuickBooks for advertising, but I might actually split that cost between SEO costs, advertising in magazines, advertising in local newspapers, and lots of other things. So you can either do that sort by breaking it down into having different account categories, or you could split it using this tag. Or it could be, as I've got here, with uh, sales teams, and each time an invoice is raised, I might put a sales rep against it. Another example I've got is when I've got uh, handling properties, and each time I incur a cost or receive rental income, I might actually want to tag that income against the properties. So just a little example. Now, if I'm looking at uh, my transactions, and let me just pull up a, a standard profit and loss here. The difference between using a tag and let's say a, a class is that I can actually put multiple tags against a single transaction. So if I were to pull up a bill here, just open up, there we go. In my tags, I could add a single tag from each tag group. So I could put in there SEO costs, um, which related to a particular property, um, and that was dealt with by that particular sales rep. So these are things that I can do. I can have now three tags against that single transaction, which you can't do if you're using a class, there would only be one per transaction line. So this is per the whole transaction as opposed to line by line. Now save and close.
So if I'm using these tags, and I've recorded tags against the transaction, so let me come back to my uh, tagging. We can now look at how that sort of data has been summarized. And at the top of the screen, I've got my money received, uh, my money paid out, where I've actually flagged a tag. So I've got properties, different tags within those properties, property group. I could look at my advertising. I don't think I've got any income flagged against the advertising costs or tag uh, the sales team with different sorts of income flagged by those, those uh, tags there. And then the money out works the same way. I can see I've got my different properties and my sales team advertising. So we can look at the reports from here. I've taken a look at a standard profit and loss. If I go to a profit and loss, for example, what we can't do is you know, run a profit and loss by tag because it's a works in a different sort of way because we can have those multiple tags across uh, a single transaction. So I'm looking at the way columns are displayed. I don't see any tagging options within here. So there's pros and cons for using a tag versus a class. So that would be one of them. Um, but you do have that additional feature where, or options where you've got it in its own, you know, own area, so it's sort of out of the standard profit and loss area, purely looking at your costs or income related to a tag that's being grouped. So that's a, a, a little overview there. So what do you think about that then, uh, Aaron? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the idea of tags. I think it's it gives an opportunity, and, and I think the, the main point of it is it gives an opportunity for a, a client to find something again. So one of the things that they always find on um, on QuickBooks when you when you talk to clients is they'll put transactions into the system, but then they find it difficult to find that particular transaction again. And like you've shown just there, if they're looking for a transaction, it gives them that opportunity to bring it back. I can understand why it's not working in reports, um, but I, it kind of, to me, it kind of devalues the opportunity there, doesn't it, of what we could use tags for. It kind of means that we're going to have to kind of use it for its own particular type of um, use case. It's not just a replace, and, and I suppose it never was designed to be a replacement of classes, but it isn't designed to be classes and locations, is it? It's supposed to be its own little uh, solution. So I think that's definitely um, definitely something to consider. And also the fact that it's it comes in every version of QuickBooks, which is quite useful, whereas locations and um, and classes, you can only get it in the higher versions of QuickBooks, can't you? Yeah, it's just in the plus. What about you, Johan? Have you played around with this? Have you got some ideas of use? Yeah, I mean, I think we've got a few options. Um, one is the one you've just given an example of, of um, to save your clients having an absolute mile-long chart account because they want to track SEO, magazine spend, newspaper spend, etc. They can have tags, which is really nice. Mm. Um, but we've got quite a lot of clients that do a lot of their own bookkeeping. We have a monthly review with them, and we go through and help them. And one of the tags we've asked every client to create um, and use is to tag any transactions they're not sure on. So they can just tag it as a, a review tag, which means it's really nice and simple for us to go in 
and have a look at what they're struggling with and try and help them understand that. Um, and also we do a lot of uh, research and development tax relief. Um, so anytime a client spends some money that's related to that, they can now just stick a tag on saying R&D. It makes it really nice and easy for my guys to run a report within the tag system and see all the R&D bits so we know we're being more accurate and we're not missing out any opportunities for claiming R&D tax credits. Yeah, they're great examples. I think we had a chat about the R&D ones last week, didn't we, Aaron, or the, the, the week before? And I think mm. that's that sort of client review, you know, assisting tool, that's that's a pretty good idea because it just, well, then again, it's just that sort of conversation, is it, with the clients, uh, um, you know, almost an educational tool as well to help them get better at doing their own bookkeeping, which at the end of the day, if the the client's still doing some of their own bookkeeping and they're getting better at it. Um, they're happier, the accountant's happy, everyone's happy, hopefully. Definitely, definitely. And I really like the fact that it's so simple to use. You know, you've not got that restriction of having to kind of set it up, put the put the bits in. At any point, you can just quickly create a tag and you know, if the client's got a reason for it or a particular need, they can just create it directly on the um, on the transaction itself. So I think that's going to definitely benefit it going forward. Um, I, I personally was surprised to see it under banking. Banking's starting to get a little confusing now to me in terms of the terminology and what it's related to and everything else. But, you know, it's got to go somewhere. So I suppose, I suppose that's kind of the, the best place for it, isn't it? But, yeah, it's a... Because I, I, when I first put turned the solution on, I didn't even notice it was there. For me, I just went to the company cargo, went to list, and found it in there. So, yeah, banking's becoming a bit of a that whole section becoming a bit of a a wild west at the moment compared to yeah, what's it, it, it is a little bit crowded, and also it, um, in some ways, it doesn't make massive sense to have it here because, okay, if I go into banking. And if I'm looking at a feed in a trans, uh, you know, if I'm looking at a transaction within the feed, if I open up this up, I'm pretty sure, yeah, with it, if I'm adding a transaction manually in here, I can add the tag as well at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I can do it here, but what I can't do, and I'll just double check in case this, uh, yeah, it could have changed since the last time I looked, but if I went to create a new rule, for example, The last time I looked in here, oh no, it is there. So, um, so I'm pretty sure it wasn't there before, but it is there now. So um, that's quite handy because I thought, what's the point of having a rule if I can't put a tag on it just in case? But uh, that's there, so that could be uh, useful as well. So at least you can add your rules with a tag. Um, but I would imagine it's more, you know, from what we've just sort of said, uh, all three of us really, um, in many instances, would be looking at it after the transaction had been created to, to tag it, as opposed to actually tagging it immediately. Yeah, but, you know, it's, it's discoverability, isn't it? It's giving the user, whoever the user is, that option to have that discoverability, to be able to bring it back again, to find it again. And that's, I think that's where we're going to find a lot of uses for it, where you know people might need to do expense claims or they might need to do um the ability to go back later and start adding attachments for example and it gives them the option just to 
highlight a transaction as and when they're doing it for them to come back and look at it later or find it later easier. And I think that's where the power is going to be. Um, again, I think we, we we first saw it and we thought, oh, this is class and locations again. But it's not, is it? It's, it, it's a different mindset to class and locations. When, when people turn class and locations on, they have a particular need or they have an issue or we're, we're, we're giving them class and locations to solve a solution. Whereas yeah. this is just purely the fact that anyone at any point might have might be you know halfway through a transaction realize something's not right or something's they need or, or realize they might need to come back to this at some point quickly add a tag continue with that transaction and then it's easy for them to find again so i think that's more of a use case for it isn't it yeah definitely like a little memo sorry johan was gonna say i quite like that it doesn't implement anything in reports um purely because it makes it a safe system for our clients to use. So the client can do all it all they like with tagging, and it doesn't impact on that profit and loss or the balance sheet or anything else. So it's quite a nice, safe way of them starting to get some ideas, some theories behind their reporting and looking at things. Uh, so I think there is a benefit to it not being involved in the reports. Uh, but I can also see the benefits of it being involved in the reports. Uh, so it's just weighing up whether you want that safe play, you know, sandbox for the clients to play with. Um, whereas class or location, if you start allocating stuff on that, that impacts on the reports and that can create a bit of a mess to have to tidy up at some point. Mm, that is a very, very good point. And I wonder if, you know, partial exemption and things like that, I suppose that we've not used it enough yet, but it might be that, there's an opportunities to use it for there so i think it's going to be a tool that we're going to find more uses for as we go along isn't it yeah yeah i can see there's some limits on here so we can see, we, there's like a total of a sort of 300 tags which is um well there's 40 groups so you could have 40 groups um and that's 300 tags uh, within all of those groups uh, which is i think is ample uh, to yeah. be honest um, <laughs> I can't. Uh, I start having a meltdown if I see more than sort of twenty-five chart of account codes. So if I sort of more than three hundred uh, tags, uh, I'd be uh, more worried. I think. The um, can, can you search tags? Though? Um, can I search tags as in from the search box? From anywhere? Is there any way of searching that? If there's three hundred of them, is there any way of searching for that tag? So. I can only look for the different tags within the group. Yeah. And I can see within each group, that tag group, I can expand it. There isn't a search box, so perhaps that's something that needs to come as a um, within the feedback, because within this area, we can give feedback on this, uh, mm -hmm. on this sort of feature. What I can't see at the moment is you know, if I want to report on these tags, so I can see from this screen that that's the money in on the sales team and that's the mm. money out on advertising. Um, it looks like it's just what I can see on the screen as opposed to actually being able to print this off. If I put drill down on it, I can't see any, I can filter in it. Uh, I can filter within my different tags by the looks of it, but I can't, you know, just do a, a nice print. Mm. And that, uh, another thing that for us would be really useful if it within Accountant's toolbox, if you could use it and reclassify as well, 
if there's a way for you can can pinpoint them and reclassify that would be really useful but yeah i i did look that yeah not quite on that yeah there on that one but it's it is cool and I don't know if you guys have seen, but in the American version of QuickBooks, the classes and locations had a bit of a revamp. So we're going to get that at some point, one can only assume. So I think it's kind of, they're going in different directions now, aren't they? They want classes and locations to be very much, a, um, you know, you, you're going to have to have it absolutely precise for the reports, get that for that particular need. Whereas I said before, the tags is going to be a bit more of a an opportunity just to, Put, put put a tag in there that you might need for later and then you know it's no harm done like john was saying so okay cool well i think i think it's a thumbs up for tags anyway isn't it definitely yeah definitely yeah. all right cool we're rating system going forward i we? think yeah <laughs> thumbs up thumbs down <laughs> or maybe like a, one of those sort of yeah. oh, i don't know i'm you've not convinced me either way um, okay i think that's it's quite a simple one um, i like it okay. <laughs> So, Aaron, we'll move over Brilliant. to you, Let's mate. move on to monthly... Uh, stop sharing. Yeah, perfect. Okay, then, everyone. So, our next feature we're going to look at is monthly, or month end review, should I say. Now, this is an accountant-only option. So, first and foremost, if you are not an accountant, then you won't see this particular feature within your system. But it is something that's going to be really useful for accountants in going forward. Now, the idea of month end review is giving us opportunity as accountants to have a look at the data and make sure we're confident in the data that's there. So what I'm gonna do is show you, and one of these things that's recently moved as well. So if you've seen the video that I did on it, it was under accountants toolbox to begin with, but now on the left-hand navigation panel, you will have an option for month end review. Clicking on month end review, gives you effectively a checklist. And this checklist will give you confidence again in the data that's there. And it's gonna look through the data and it's gonna try and find things for you that you might want to have a look at. As an example, the default elements that are there is when you first come in, it's gonna ask you to have a look at your bank transactions. It's gonna say, uh, review now. Um, so if you had any transactions that you haven't yet completed or you haven't yet put through and added to QuickBooks, it's going to give you opportunity to see them. Now, it's not giving you a number or anything, which is a little bit frustrating. It's just saying bank transactions review now, whereas I know definitely in this particular client that there are transactions that need to be looked at. Although maybe because it's only looking at August, I might give it the benefit of doubt there. Um, but if I do have a quick look, I'm pretty sure there's some transactions still to be dealt with oh no no i'm completely wrong on that so no there is transaction oh no there is transactions yeah they're just not uh, not appearing so so yeah so it's not quite telling you a, a number there but it is giving you the opportunity to review them so i'm going to start looking at issues that quickbooks may have found during this period now remember it's looking at the top here for august 2020 and if you change the date it's then going to change between what period it's going to do its month end review so in this one it's only looking at august and it's found one item in august that is what it would class as uncategorized that means that you've not posted a category against it so that's going to give you an opportunity as a reviewer have a look at it and then you know make an adjustment reach out to the person whatever it's going to be but it's highlighting the fact that there is an issue there something to look at then it's going to have a look at transaction without payees now personally i think this is a really good good idea 
Hayes itself, if you remember adding the transaction into, say, the bank account or wherever it's going to be, isn't a, re a requirement. You don't have to put the payee there. But actually, from a reviewer point of view, so if you're asking your accountant to check your VAT return or you're asking your accountant to look at it in any point of view, away, having the payee there is actually really, really critical to us because it's our way of understanding if you put it against the right category or not. Because as you can see here, without the payee there, all we've got is travel and expenses and 24 and the date. That's not really giving us enough to understand if it's right or wrong. So the idea here is it's telling people to go through and, and check that. Um, so again, that, that could be one to have a quick look at. Now, being completely honest, I don't know how much um, or how useful it's going to be at this stage it's going to be one of those things where we would kind of want to pass back and ask people to get done for us but it's nice that it's kind of been added there then they start having these additional checklists so you have an opportunity to look at your personal transactions and you can link it to where that's going to go to so in this case it's going straight to our chart of accounts it'll bring up either your drawings or your director's loan so you can have a look through that make sure you're happy with it and then it's looking at loan payments, cash transactions, and profit and loss. Now, each one of these elements here on the right-hand side gives you the opportunity to click into and basically give a status. So is it still to be done? Is it waiting? And we use waiting to say that we've kind of reached out to the client and we're asking, waiting for a resp response back. Or, you know, we're still waiting for a bit of information to compile or complete that particular checklist. And then finally, done. And once you put to done, get a green tick there to make sure it's all, all waiting for you, uh, all ready to go. Now, these additional items down the bottom, you'll notice there is also an add functionality just here. So the add functionality gives you an opportunity to press add, and you get to put any type of additional step that you want to put within this checklist. Now, the nice or the bit that really kind of gives some think about or something to think about is this QuickBooks page link just here, which basically means you can link it to an element in QuickBooks or a report in QuickBooks, and you can then bring it back in. So as Ash has just showed you the ta tagging element of it, you could actually put that tag element or that report that the tag generates, you could put it as a QuickBooks page link, and maybe one of the checklists down here is um review any items flagged by the client for example and then it could take you to the relevant area that you can actually see and then you can say you know um yes no or whatever it's going to be from there they also have three different sections at the top so you have transaction review account reconciliation and final review so we're in transaction review we've been looking at our transactions once we're happy all them are done we'll move on to accounts reconciliation and here, what it does is it takes you to that view that as accountants, we've had before. So we have this same review in our overview. So it's the same view we've had here, basically telling us when was the last time an account was reconciled. So as a reviewer, we're looking to see that this date here is after whatever date we're looking at. And that's going to give us an opportunity to have a look at it and, and, and look into it. The nice thing is it's not just the cash account. It's bringing on all the other accounts. So it's given us that kind of push we need to make sure that we've reconciled everything from the VAT. Uh, oh, no, in fact, I'll tell you a lie. It is just cash accounts at this point. So it is just making sure that all the cash accounts have gone through there. But again, additional items gives you the opportunity to add 
other items in. So in there, I would be looking at making sure things like my VAT account was reconciled and items like that. And again, when you press the add button, you have the chance to put a link in there and you could link it directly to the page where the reconciliation for that VAT return is. So it's giving you these opportunities to look at things and make sure that you're happy with them. Then there is an opportunity here for what we call final review. Going in there, at the moment, it's giving you the opportunity to look at your balance sheet and profit and loss, and you can click into it and bring it in. Now, one of the things that I mentioned on my previous video, and one of the things that I kind of felt was missing somewhat, has already been imp implemented. So if I jump into my QuickBooks accountant, now again, for anyone who's you know, using this and the user and not accountant, QuickBooks accountant is a place where we can look at all our clients. Well, we've now been given this opportunity here where it says bookkeeping, where we can actually see how our clients are doing and we can see what stage their review is at. So we can go through and we can see. So here I've got the QB case studies that we were just looking at. We've got... Um, the three sections, so transaction, uh, uh, review, and then uh, final review, and see what stage they're at so I can see them straight away. And also it gives me a link here to go straight to the month-end review of each one. Now, the only thing that is lacking here at the moment is an ability to filter or look into this in any detail as to which client, because if you've got 500-odd clients on here, it might be a little bit unwielding. But that is where this whole new lead one we brought in last time can be really useful. So now we have the ability to put a different team member against a different client, which might which will make your list more manageable. So we've started to utilize the fact that we're splitting our clients into different leads. And the only reason we're doing that is so that then we can start utilizing this month end review so they can take ownership of it. So it's definitely something that um, is going to be really useful going forward. And especially with the fact that we've just been talking about how making tax digital is coming up and we're looking at cash flow forecasts and we're looking at all these different little features that are coming our way. Well, now more than ever, it's really critical that our data is spot on and having an opportunity to go into month end review gives us an opportunity to make sure that we're confident in that report and that that data is there. So this is all about making sure that the data we're putting into QuickBooks is really, really good and really strong. Now, there's a few little things I think that, or we're, we're definitely putting feedback into hopefully kind of try and steer them in a, in a different direction. And that's basically utilizing what they've already got. So if you have ever used the smart scan feature within QuickBooks, so if I go to taxes, this is their other checklist that they've got implemented. Um, and the smart scan feature um, is very similar to what we're looking at but just gives you a little bit extra. So it's looking at things like duplicates and inconsistent codes and stuff like that. So hopefully there's a way in which we can kind of implement or, or get them sort of features in there as well. Um, so yeah, so there is month end review. Ash, what do you think to that one? I love it, um, is my honest answer, because um, these are all of the things that when I was, you know, doing a lot of routine practice stuff for my clients when I was, you know, sort of in practice. They were the things that I would, a lot of the stuff, you know, I've been doing it for years, so I would do it really without, you know, thinking too much about it. But if I were to say, if I was starting from scratch and decided tomorrow, okay, um, I'm going to build a bookkeeping business again, then as I was, uh, you know, 
adding clients and I'm putting all of these, you know, almost like routine steps of what I would do for each one, it's at this point that I'll be much happier if I were employing an employee or a subcontractor to say, I've got these steps in place, you know, I've got might have a little manual or whatever, um, but they're all in that bookkeeping, you know, transaction review, month end review. Um, you can't really go wrong because, well, yeah, you could, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you're literally minimizing the, the errors, just making things simpler. So I think it's fantastic. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, it's one of those where, again, it's built directly into the product. So it just, it forces people to use it and forces people, well, at least to look at it and to hopefully consider using it. You're only using anything yourself. Have you got any month-end procedures or anything you've been using outside of QuickBooks? Or are you going to be just jumping on this uh, month-end review? We've been waiting since this got teased to us back in, I think it was the spring release, was it? Autumn release last year. They've been teasing this. And I've been nagging almost weekly <laughs> for it. Um, so we've got two use cases for this. We've got one, which is our senior team members reviewing the bookkeeping that our bookkeepers have done. So in-house, fantastic. But this this bookkeeping support package we have where tags can be great for tagging things that we need to review with the client because the client's not quite sure and they're doing their own bookkeeping. This has just made that service so much more efficient for us so we can take on more clients within that service and support them because um, we've now got this process built in um, so for example we've been using this for the last couple of weeks and it has taken one of my team members about 25% less time to do a monthly check on a bookkeeping client in QuickBooks than it would in a competitive piece of software um, because we've just got this process, it clicks in, it goes straight through, it's fantastic. We've got some amendments we'd love them to do, so we'd like to be able to bulk edit the steps. We think that yeah. the, the step needs to go across every client. We don't have to add it in every time. Um, we really like that linking of into QuickBooks reports and stuff. We'd love it if that could then link into something like Receipt Bank to one of the steps, just check Receipt Bank and cleared. Um, and there's nothing hanging around in there. Um, so if we could talk to external parties, that'd be amazing. Um, and we'd like them to change it from month-end review to period-end review, purely because we've got some clients where we want to be doing this check weekly. We've got some that are monthly. We've got some that might be bi-monthly. Um, mm. A bit of flexibility in the reoccurrence of it would be fantastic for us. Um, but it has been everything they've promised and a little bit more, I think. Um, like, yeah, huge, huge bit of product development for us and our business. So, absolutely loving it. That's absolutely great news. That's great news. And it, and I know you said like we've been teased it before, and, and you're right, we have been teased it. But also, I think we've also um, we got teased those extra bits of gamification and everything that's coming through as well. Late, let, let uh, afterwards. So I think the future's kind of bright in terms of. I think we're kind of pivoting now in terms of we've been given a lot of tools to make sure data getting into the system is efficient and quick and easy and simple, and they'll keep improving on that. But I think now this new one of making sure the data's right is really big as well. So yeah. this whole gamification is all about going, right, how good is your data in that software? How good are you utilizing the software, the solutions we've got? I think that's going to be quite powerful as well, isn't it? 
Oh, huge, yeah. Because um, one of the things they're talking about is um, the quality of your books and the efficiency of your bookkeeping. And if you can get your bookkeeping to be even more efficient, then everyone's winning. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I think from some fantastic tools there and or on their way. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely increasing the the quality of our service to our clients. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, and do you think there'll be any benefit in this, Ash, if this was, wasn't was only an accountant-only view, but it was a, a client-only view? Do you think that's something that would be useful or not? Um, well, I'll put my hand up here as um, I suppose I, do, I'm a, I sort of sit, can sit on both sides of the fence as um, almost like the internal accountant of a sort of telecoms business. So yep. I don't really do the year-end stuff. But I'm unfortunate in the fact that I've got my own QBOA account so I can access everything from there. Now, if I didn't and I was just the end user, but I'm still responsible for basically most of the financial things of the business each month or quarter, then I think, yes, um, it should be one of those things that is almost available at an adder user level. So Mm -hmm. if you're adding a new user... Um, and I suppose we're sort of going back you know, onto things that we've said about users before, being able to have it a bit more granular. But one of them would be, could this user have the ability of using the month-end tool, review tool, and simple yes or no? Because, yeah, yeah, it, it would be extremely important to a management accountant within an organisation if they're running through stuff. So they can look at it before the accountant has to do the end review and I agree with Johan it's funny because I was thinking the same thing of um, I'm in the middle of writing out some sort of educational notes for myself and to pass across um, for things like the you know uh, and I was thinking calling it period end review because you might not do it every month or every quarter you might just do it once a year or once a week even if you were that uh, strict about it but yeah definitely a period not not, not, not just a month yeah, and I think as well, there could be use here for, you know, if you've got that situation where your client is doing the books as much as they can, but they want an accountant to come in and check it before that return. Well, if you could kind of convince them to get those month-end reviews done as part and parcel of it, then you are kind of, when the client passes the information over to you, they're already passing it at a state that they're confident and comfortable with. Um, and that could be quite powerful and beneficial. So. Yeah, it, it definitely something that I think that, you know, maybe one day we'll hopefully we'll see client have some form of use of it or some option to it. Maybe it's because at this point it is very technical. Um, so maybe they would need a more streamlined version to a point. So maybe it m- would be more of a smart scan sort of approach as opposed to what we've got now. But it is definitely something hopefully we'll see later down the line. Yeah, no, I agree. But it, uh, at the same time, it's all how um, how the end user is educated how to use it. So you can okay. sort of um, just say, well, just take a look in this particular area um, and do as much as you can with it or have a look in it. Um, I think we better start wrapping it up, haven't we, Aaron? It's, we've got about yeah. minutes over. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. And um, we will just quickly see if there's been any comments. Remember, if you do have any questions, then the live comment area is the place to get those over to us. And we do have a few, but I'm just going to bring up, with us going over time, I'm just going to bring up the one question for us to quickly mull over because I think it should be a nice, quick and easy one. Uh, so Kirsty Dixon asks, hi, guys. Can we have more than one person accessing our QuickBooks account with different logins? So really straightforward there. Ash, do you want to just answer that one for Kirsty? Uh, yeah, no problem at all. So Kirsty, this is going to depend on the uh, subscription level that you have um, with QuickBooks. So I'm not, I can't see from there whether you're, on, um, whether you're the accountant um, or unless you're going to take it that you're the, the end user. Now, if you're on the simple start, then you would just have the one user. Um, there are different uh, options of users. So when you are adding a new user, um, you can add a, a, someone to look at reports only. You can add users to use uh, timesheets only, depending on the subscription level. They don't actually eat into your user allowances. When you move up to essentials, then you can have three users. Um, and again, it's the same if it's a report only, if it's a timesheet only, won't enter, uh, take up any of your user allowances. If you're on the plus version, it's going to be five users. And with every single one of those user types, you can have up to two accounting firms. And as many people within those accounting firms can actually access your, uh, access your QuickBooks file. So hopefully that's answered that, that question there for you. Definitely, definitely. And you know, and it works really well, doesn't it, where you've got multiple people? There's never any issues or anything, is there? It just works seamlessly, doesn't it? It does. It's fantastic. The amount of times that uh, well, my team might get stuck on something and they'll, go, they'll just jump on the call, on Zoom and say, can we have a look at this together? And instead of have just showing a screen and trying to communicate that way, we will, right, yeah, I'll log in, you log in. And we can be looking at different reports at different times and trying to work out where the problem is. And it just means you can really collaborate as a team on something rather than waiting for someone to do something and then report it again. And then someone else goes, right, okay, we've not fixed it here. Let's have a look at this and you wait for someone to do that. The collaboration is fantastic on it. Definitely, definitely. Gone are the days where we've had to pass around backups and having to take them to one and then over to the other and restore and then you know restore the wrong one and uh nightmare wasn't it back yep. here when it was yeah. all can you, can, you, can you log out while i log in <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> yeah 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 exactly so god of those days and hopefully we never have to go back to anything like that again because yeah, yeah those days were a nightmare okay with that then um apologies we can't go through the rest of the questions but remember if you do have any questions make sure you use that facebook group to let us know we are thinking about ways of making you able to ask us questions so we're going to look at ways in which we can give you the opportunity to ask questions to us so you know keep an eye out on the group itself and we'll give you an indication of how that's going to go but with that ash what what's what we got to look forward to next time uh, well, before we um, go on to that, I just want to say thank you, Johan, for joining us. Um, really been a pleasure having you on with us. Hope you've enjoyed uh, coming on. Yeah, thank you very much for inviting me. Yeah, no problem. Um, so we uh, will need to move next episodes uh, back a couple of days because I can't make um, 
two weeks today. So it will be Thursday, the 17th of September, same time at four o'clock. Um, we may have a uh, an app provider to, uh, that's going to come on with us and talk about ways of um, doing some debt collection. It's got an integration uh, with QuickBooks, so they're keen to come on. Um, I just need to come back and confirm that. But if not, I'm sure we'll find something else interesting to talk about. Uh, but that looks like what's going to happen in two weeks' time. Brilliant. Well, with that, a big thank you to me. And again, thanks, Johan, for coming along. Have you got a Twitter account or anything you want to plug or anywhere people should follow you on or anything like that? Uh, yeah, they can see find myself and my team at jgbc.co.uk. That works on Twitter, uh, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook, of course. So, yeah, and all the any messages. Happy for people to reach out if they've got any Brilliant. Fantastic. Well, it's a thank you for me and a goodbye for me, Ash. Uh, yeah, thanks again. See you soon. Cheers, all. Bye for now. Bye.